Hey, this is Jim Graham from the Masculine Journey Podcast, where we explore relationship instead of religion every week. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Why don't you go ahead and sit inside? Go ahead. This new upholstery, only 27,000 miles, and we just gave the engine a complete overhaul yesterday. Go ahead, kick her over. Isn't that the quietest engine you've ever heard in your life? Got a whale of a tail to tell you lads, a whale of a tail or two. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show. I say this calls for action and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Born one morning when the sun didn't shine I picked up my shovel and I walked to the mine I loaded 16 tons, a number nine coal And the straw boss said, well, to bless my soul You load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go I owe my soul to the company store The picture of a lying car salesman today (laughs) on the Christian Car Guy show, which, by the way, if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com and you look for the picture of a lying car salesman, guess who's there, Bob? It's me. (laughs) (laughs) Poster child, huh? In so many ways, you know, when I just started to think about this more and more, I went, oh, that's me, me, yeah, me. Okay, so picture of a lying car salesman today, and you know you may have noticed in that introduction there, but one of the all-time classic movies, if you're a car salesman, is used cars, and Kurt Russell there was talking about the quietest engine you ever heard, <laughs> which I, you know, it yellow primer when the you know car was covered, it was a taxi cab, you know, that was painted over, just some great stuff if you're a car salesman. But anyway, and then you have, of course, Whale of a Tail by Kirk Ross Douglas um, in um, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. You might remember him singing that. But this is a Whale of a Tail because with lying, we get, a, we get an interesting picture of the king of pride, which is described for us in Job 41. And in Job 41, that's, God gives us, he's giving Job, a beautiful description of Leviathan, which is in fact Satan in so many different ways, and certainly the picture of a liar, and certainly the king of pride. So we got all these different things we get to do with Tennessee Ernie Ford, but as you might have noticed, he was loading 16 tons, right? And, and just, I guess, to kind of set this up, Job has got a problem. He, he, he knows about God, but he has never met God. He doesn't know, he doesn't really know God, but he's been worshiping him, worshiping him most of his life. 
And then all of a sudden, Satan goes wild, as we know, and takes out his kids and his family, and all this other stuff goes on. And Job's got a lot of questions. I bet you got questions. I got a lot of questions. But actually what happens is God gets a miraculous conversion in Job by explaining to Job some of the things he does not have a clue about. And one of the things he doesn't have a clue about is Leviathan. In fact, the description of Leviathan is Job chapter 41. Well, you'll see Job's conversion right after God talks to him about Leviathan, because all of a sudden, Job sees something he can't get done. And so I'm going to set up this story. Again, we'll get to Robbie lying, and we'll get to a lot of things here in a minute. But, you know, years ago, I wanted to dig a tunnel to China. I was probably fourth grade, Bob. Did you ever want to dig a tunnel to China? That's where Tennessee Ernie Fords is digging right here. You might notice. Um, and so I loaded 16 tons. <laughs> In your little red wagon? <laughs> yeah, I was digging, digging, digging. And we got down about four feet. I mean, this was a nice hole. It was. We got down about four feet, and we. this was in Naperville, Illinois. We came across this huge boulder. It was gigantic. I mean, as big around as we had the whole, you know, so here we have this huge boulder, and if we're going to get to China, we got to move this boulder that's in the hole. You know, and four or five of us neighborhood boys were digging. We go get a pitchfork to dig underneath it. We take you know, pulleys that we have and try to lift it out, you know, all these different things we're going to do to move this stone, which actually won't move, it won't mudge nothing. <clears throat> now, one of my friends had traveled to a nearby state, don't try this at home, kids, please, um, and had come across some things we used to play with back then called M80s. <laughs> the old you, thumb removers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were. And M80s were really powerful firecrackers. I haven't seen one in years, but, man, when they went, they went. And so I was told that one M80 was a quarter of a stick of dynamite. And so we added it up, and we figured we needed about eight of them. <laughs> and we tied all these, if you could picture it, um, wicks together and lit that baby and ran like you never saw anything in your life. And, you know, we, we got about to the front street of the house and when this thing went off, I mean, the whole neighborhood shook. It was a boom like you hadn't heard. And so we were sure, you know, because firecrackers were in, illegal in Illinois at the time. So we were sure we were busted. You know, we're going to jail. <laughs> you know what, Bob? We finally, after about an hour or so, made our way back to our hole to hopefully see the rock had been removed. Sitting over here on the side. Ah, that, was our, that was our picture. <laughs> All that was was dirt all over our backyard. <laughs> and the rock had not been moved. Now, here comes the part of the story I wish had happened. Okay. What I wish had happened is my dad would have come out there and said, Son, um, did you try everything to move this stone? And I would have said, Yeah, we, we dug. We, we, we got pulleys. We got... <laughs> You know, we used them 80s. We did everything we possibly could do to move that stone. And my dad would have said something very wise like, no, you didn't do everything you could to move that stone. And I would have said, huh? And he said, he would have said, you didn't ask for help. You didn't ask for me to do it. So here you have this situation with Satan, okay? I'm hoping this story sinks in a little bit. When you think you've tried everything you can to not tell lies and everything that you can not to believe lies and all that other stuff, 
there comes a point where, guess what? We have to ask for help. Mm. You see, there are things that we can't do. And that's the beauty of Christianity, right? So other religions go do, 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 do. But Christianity says, done. We cannot get rid of our sin. But Job found out, as I did at some point in my life, that, yeah, I can take on Satan if I have help, right? Because if you read the rest of Job 41, you're going to see that, oh, my goodness, I mean, this thing is something to reckon with, absolutely something to reckon with that really I don't think until this week I ever really completely saw all the picture of what it is I'm reckoning with. However, I'm no longer afraid of it because beautifully in Job 41, he not only tells Job what he's dealing with, but he also shows what's going to happen to him in the end. He tells him the end of the story. So as I was looking at this in Job chapter 41, which we're going to go through, it does give Satan's job description. And his job description has to do with these pot sherds or these big sharp spikes that are on his belly. And with that, he goes through the mire. Now, you may know that mire, <laughs> you know, if 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 it's, it's kind of at the bottom of a pond. If you've ever, like, back in the, when I lived in the mountains in Colorado, you know, the, all the topsoil of the mountains would come down through the rain, and it would gather in these ponds. And if you stepped into one of those ponds, you would go up to your waist in mire, okay? But when you think about what that mire was, it was rotting material, right? It's, it's nasty, and all the animal feces that washed down. All the, everything that was rotting, you're right in the mire, okay? And so when I looked at this in Hebrew, I was like, okay, so Satan is stirring up what? <laughs> we'll say mire. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. So Satan's job is to stir up this mire. So I started to look at it, mire, in Hebrew, and you know what I found? It was two baskets of goodness right? Because there's two tubs, which are baskets of goodness, but it's hidden goodness. You can't see it, but it's full of goodness. And then there was this yud, which is kind of like this worship. And I'm like, how in the world could two baskets of goodness come out of mire? And I just started to think about Joseph and how he said, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And I started to look at mire in a whole new way. And so actually in today's show, what I'm going to ask you to do is call in and tell us your two baskets of mire. <laughs> your two baskets of goodness. From something you thought was the worst possible thing that Satan, whatever he did, right? He stirred up in your life or told you a lie and you bought it. Then all of a sudden, you got baskets of goodness. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. The picture of a lying car salesman. We got so much, much to talk about, but we need your calls. 866-348-7884. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Why don't you go ahead and sit inside? Go ahead. This new upholstery, only 27,000 miles, and we just gave the engine a complete overhaul yesterday. Go ahead. Kick her over. Isn't that the quietest engine you've ever heard in your life? Got a whale of a tail to tell you lies, a whale of a tail or two. Liar! 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 I was born one morning when the sun didn't shine. 
I picked up my shovel and I walked to the mine. I loaded 16 tons, a number nine coal. And, and the picture of a lying car salesman today, as we're looking at a picture of what Satan is and what he does. And I'm hoping that you begin to see where all <laughs> I'm headed, Bob, that these two baskets of goodness, right? So what I'm talking about, the, some of the worst lies that you can tell are the ones you tell yourself, right? Absolutely. Right? I, I, I can remember when I had cancer. It didn't look like two baskets of goodness, okay? It just, it just didn't. You know, when I got crushed by the Jeep shortly thereafter, when I look back in the year 1996 of my own life, it looked like anything but two baskets of goodness. However, it was a forging of my relationship with God that I wouldn't trade for anything because I had nowhere to go with all that um, except right there and to begin to walk with God in a way that I had not come anywhere close to prior to that. And actually, when I look at my life today, it never would have happened without those two baskets of goodness. So I had the basket of cancer and I had the basket of the Jeep accident. (laughs) They came together and oh my goodness. The fertile ground which the seeds were planted in, huh? Exactly, exactly. So we would love your two baskets of goodness, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Bob, you got a basket? Brother, I've got baskets and baskets and <laughs> baskets. And uh, you kind of threw me this morning when you presented this and and you started talking about how we we had to ask for help sometimes, and and that's where I struggle. It's it's just admitting that I need help. You know, I I thought I was in control. You know, I'm supposed to be in control. I'm not supposed to need help, and and that's the biggest lie I ever told myself, as um that I absolutely need help, and uh, God made it very crystal clear in my life that I needed help, and uh, a big part of the help I got is when He placed Lori in my my wife in my life and uh it's just you know when i'm smart enough to seek counsel with her and seek counsel with god my stuff goes a whole lot better but i got in such a habit of being in control for 20 years and and i was i was the final word and uh it's not like that anymore and i struggle every now and then and it causes a lot of conflict in me not to be in control and i have to remember that a lot of times when I'm not in control, things do go pretty well. <laughs> well, it's kind of cool when I, when I really think about this. Satan is literally got these pot shirts on his belly where he's stirring up stuff all the time. And it's like when he stirs it up, your check engine like should come on and say, neat, neat, neat. you know, you're, you're stirred up for a reason. There's <clears throat> some goodness that you have not oxidized. There, there's There's some goodness that you have not realized what you've got and the power that is in that because if you think about a swamp right if you if you let it go through years and years and compression and all that stuff what does it become oil it, there's phenomenal amount of power in rotting material okay and, and whether it's through growing plants or or exploding through you know gasoline that just took us all to work today you know there you go you've got all this power it's it's two baskets of goodness i can assure you but when you step in it and it pulls your shoe off, <laughs> it doesn't seem like goodness, you know. <laughs> then you have to stick your hand down in there and try to get your shoe back out or walk home barefoot. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, this happened to me several times when we were kids. They were, you go through it first. You're the light one. And, you know, I'd be the one trying to get my shoe out of the muck in the mire. You know? There you go. We got Scott Barton's on the road. He's got maybe some baskets of goodness for us, I hope. Um, Scott, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Of course, if you don't know, Scott is our uh, labor of love, Jesus labor of love um, volunteer that does all these calls for us and stuff. But what you got for us, Scott? Good morning, Robbie. Love the show. Thank you. Yeah, you were talking about uh, our trials and our mire that we step in. And recently, I, I had a little trial of my own. And a metaphor that I like to use is uh, recently I just fell and I broke my ankle. And I asked God to use it as a blessing and for me to learn and to witness to others. And uh, through my job as a patient advocate in an ED in a healthcare setting, I, my job is to go in and put patients at ease and make them laugh and to pray with them and witness and uh, attend to their needs. And uh, when I walk in there with my broken ankle, the first thing I when I go in a room, I, I try to elevate the mood, and I'd say, well, how are you doing? And so many people, of course, mostly male, would say, doing better than you. So <laughs> it became kind of a diversion. And um, and then so they would ask me what happened, and I'd go into my story of what happened and how I fell. And, of course, the story kept getting better and better every time I rehearsed it. So I used that minor setback, and I'm, I'm – of course, I'm healing now, and I'm walking without a boot and everything. But um, I thank God for using that mire, that trial, to uplift others. So That's that awesome, was Scott. my metaphorical There you go. Mire, well, there you, you go. Will. I love it. Thank wow. you, Scott. That's a great way to kick us off. I appreciate your call very much. Love God bless. Show. Thank you, Scott. So, you know, again, if you've got those baskets they're right there at your mind and you can bless others to the, that perhaps are dealing with a basket right now to think that wow there is some hidden goodness in this you might be shocked 866-348-7884-866-34 true so actually what kicked this off for me this week god had me look at the passage in genesis where noah walked with god and, and i started to study that word walked and I realized that it was God was sharing his heart and his plans with Noah. Like, hey, it's going to rain. And Noah was like, what's rain? <laughs> you know, because he didn't have any clue. <laughs> you know, well, hey, it's going to be 40, to, you know. And, and he had, you can imagine this discussion. Right? Like, but God, you know, saw that Noah was righteous in his generation, and he began to share what he's doing. And so... It's really a cool picture of that rock story of like, how cool would it be for God to actually share with you why that two baskets of mire is currently in your life? So we need your call, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Why don't you go ahead and sit inside? Go ahead. This new upholstery, only 27,000 miles, and we just gave the engine a complete overhaul yesterday. Go ahead. Kick her over. Isn't that the quietest engine you've ever heard in your life? Got a whale of a tail to tell you, lads. A whale of a tail or two. Liar! 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 I was born one 
morning when the sun didn't shine I picked up my shovel and I walked to the mine I loaded 16 tons a number nine coal and a... Yes, the picture of a lying car salesman, right? And I, what I was talking about was the lies I tell myself was about, about stuff that I think is the worst thing that possibly happened. God could not be in control here. Clearly this couldn't happen if, if you know, and those lies are... Right? Baskets of goodness <laughs> that I've yet to uncover. And, you know, it's interesting. I was telling you about it. I was walking with God, and he started to show me again, rethinking, you know, Proverbs 4, um, 33, excuse me, 23 through 24, where it says, guard your heart above all else, right? Because out of it wellsprings life. Well, it, the next line, it says, keep away from perverse lips and lying tongues. Well, I started thinking, man, these lies I'm telling myself— if I want to guard my heart, one of the things I can't do is start telling myself, oh, you're just a bonehead. You know, a lot of the things I tell myself are, are clearly lies and, and really straight from the pride king himself, you know, which we'll get more into that in a minute. But we got Angie is in Greenville, South Carolina. She's got her Meyer story for us. Angie, you're on the Christian Car Guys show. Good morning. Angie? You're almost there. She might have gone into. Can you hear me, Angie? Yes. Okay. Tell us about your story. If you might want to turn off your radio in the background because there's a delay and it will confuse you. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yes. I had um, in 2005, um, no, 2015, I had um, a really, really tough year. Um, my son was getting into some things he shouldn't have been. I was having a really hard time um, with my job that year. And lo and behold, something that I never in a million years imagined would happen, my husband had an affair. Oh. And to be honest, um, I can look at that now and see how God has blessed us. Our marriage was restored. Um, I've never been closer to him in my life. And so even though that was the hardest thing I've ever experienced in my life, it was also the, the time in my life when God became so real, and he's been real to me ever since in such a, a huge way. It's just, you know, any time now I have something that, you know, I think, because I told myself, oh, that'll never happen to me. And, um, you know, now when when things happen, I just automatically go, okay, God, you're in charge and you've got this. And, um, you know, it, it's changed my whole life. And, you know, something that Satan wanted to be for evil, he wanted it to be the destruction of my family. Um, and God used it for good. And, and, um, it's just such a blessing for him to move in your life that way. That is really, really, really powerful, Angie. Thanks for sharing that. Wow. Thank you. And, and, God bless y'all. You know, that just shows you the power of of what happens when we uncover these baskets. Like there's tons of power in that story. If you just heard what Angie said, you're like me, you're going, Oh my goodness, how good is God? Because I, I can imagine that we it was well, I you know, I've been in a marriage that somebody cheated on me, so I've not my current one, but my previous one. Um, and it just rips your heart out. And it's so beautiful that God 
made himself real like never before. So thank you, Angie. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful. You're for welcome. That. God bless. Have a great God bless you day. guys. Thank you. Thank you, dear. So <clears throat> wow. We need your story. 866-348-7884. You can see <clears throat> the power of the testimony that's in that when we uncover the stuff that we think is rotting away inside of us, the lies that <clears throat> we've thought about are actually all kinds of goodness, right? Well, my story, <clears throat> one of my stories, the life I was leading um, was horrible. I mean, I had periods in my life where I was completely out of control and I was just reckless and uh, <laughs> there was just not much positivity in my life. And I was just, you know, carrying on and, and just living a wild life and just thought that was absolutely the way things needed to be and had to be and were going to be for me. And uh, I just, you know, it was um, it was a, just not a good life at all. And um, then later in life when things settled down and calmed down and uh, I was doing a lot better, you know, and things were were a little more stable you know i got asked to about helping with kids at church many of you have heard this story if you've been with us before but i'm like do you know what a double scoop of poop my life (laughs) was uh just a few years ago and uh i was convinced that there was nothing i had nothing to share with people or kids or young people and and that they would be making a big mistake to put somebody like me around their kids. And uh, I just knew there was just nothing I had to offer them. And the, these people were crazy for for asking me to be a part of their children's lives. And God reached down and slapped me in the head and just, you know, like, hey, that poop, that double scoop of poop, you think, uh, we're going to put some seeds in that and we're going to help, you're going to help some young people steer clear of the things that you wallowed through and lost your shoe in and and, and, uh, (laughs) all the mire that you went through. There's good in that mire, Bob, and and you're going to share it with these kids. And although I was not the most theological person, I, I couldn't quote them a whole lot of scripture. I could quote them a whole lot of life. And, um, hopefully some of the young people that uh, we were associated with for so long. Um, hopefully some of them, their life was changed and and maybe they saw some of the stumbling blocks that I had tripped over and lost my shoe in. And, and I love what that. you said, you know, the first time you ever told that story and it stayed in down in my soul. I can quote it exactly, right? So <laughs> say it one time in your words because, you know, only Bob Young can say this the way you say it. Well, God just showed me that the things that I thought disqualified me from working with young young people had uniquely qualified me to work with young people. Who better to talk to them about the, the poop you can step in than somebody that stepped in all of it and tracked it around over right. on and, the and carpet. To, to and quote the scripture that goes with that, if you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1, it said the God of all comfort, right, comforts us with all comfort, that we might comfort others with the comfort that we were comforted with. In other words, the, the stuff we've stepped in or the stuff that, that came into our life that looked like a terrible disaster, my own recovery from cancer or the car accident, whatever, 
our testimonies about that are really our power. I mean, that's how that's how we comfort others. So we got Laura is in Raleigh, North Carolina. Laura, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. Good morning. Oh no, I'm on. <laughs> Good morning. How are you? I am excited to hear your story. Oh, uh, I guess I go back to as far as I, that was my saying to many different people was that what the devil means for bad, the Lord can use for good. Uh, and and then later on, I found out that it was similar to Romans eight twenty eight. Yeah. To me, um, uh, one thing in two thousand five was 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 very rough. Uh, I lost my mom. You know, even even my cat. You know, oh. and some other things, medical things. But uh, but then in two thousand seventeen, uh, my brother passed away in not a great way. But anyway, um, and I, I was very close to him, and I didn't ever think I could get through it, and. Uh, I have, and only through the strength of, of the Lord. And, uh, you know, it's still kind of, it's painful at times, but uh, he was a nut. He was a funny man. But anyway, he's, I know where he is now. But uh, he's got me through. There's just no doubt in my mind. There's no way I could have done it. And, uh, you know, I just, just take comfort in him. Anyway, I just thank you so much for what you folks do. I listen to Truth Radio. I leave it on all the time. Oh, thank you. So, so if I'm not here, the cat will hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you got a new cat then. I'm glad to hear that. I, I, I come on and go, heal. Like, no. <laughs> anyway, I'll let you go. But thank you so much. Oh, God thank you for your story, Laura. Thanks, Sam. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Okay, well, yeah, huh? God bless. Oh, that's so wonderful. And I... I I'm sure, Bob, you can relate to it because, you know, losing your son. Absolutely. And uh, she said in not a great way, I'm not sure how her brother passed, but uh, it was definitely not a great way that my son left here. But uh, I was able to give people some comfort uh, through my story and that story. So we got so much more we need. Yours, 866-348-7884. We'll be right back. Listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. Why don't you go ahead and sit inside? Go ahead. This new upholstery, only 27,000 miles, and we just gave the engine a complete overhaul yesterday. Go ahead, kick her over. Isn't that the quietest engine you've ever heard in your life? Got a whale of a tail to tell you lies. A whale of a tail or two. Born one morning when the sun didn't shine I picked up my shovel and I walked to the mine I loaded 16 tons, a number nine cold and a... So today's show, the picture of a lying car salesman. And I, I do want to share some other things from Job chapter 49 that I think are very, very instructional <laughs> about liars, <laughs> especially my own lies, okay? So don't, <clears throat> I know where I started with this was like I was guarding my heart from all that was going on in the media and all those lies that were being told. And I realized that those some ways, those are two baskets of goodness <clears throat> in that I think more people are praying for this country than perhaps have ever prayed. And more people are saying, God, I can't move this rock. And so what an opportunity we have. But so as we look at this picture God gives us of Satan and what he does in verse 12, it says, I will not conceal his parts, nor his power, nor his comely 
proportion, which means essentially liars look good, man. <laughs> and, and so when you hear Kurt Russell talk about that engine, it sure sounds quiet. I mean, it, it sounds good. And, and, and unfortunately, the lies that are really the most dangerous to me are those lies that I think I look good. And, and I'll tell lies to myself about how I look good. And so rather than being honest with God and honest about my need, you know, I'm missing out on the opportunity for him to lift the rock out of my hole. I mean, <clears throat> you see the situation, but there's a beautiful thing that right comes at the very end of the chapter. It says, he beholdeth all things. He's talking about Satan here. God's talking about Satan. He says, he beholdeth all high things, and he is the king of the children of pride. <clears throat> now, that word pride there is the only time you'll see that in the Bible. It's only in the book of Job. The first time it's translated as, as a lion, but here it's, it's pride. And when you break that word down, <clears throat> it's really, really helpful. Because it said he perceives high things. But when you look at that word pride, it has to do with making life out of your own self-righteousness. <laughs> and, you know, that's that do, 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 do versus the done, right? And so I think... And, and when you think about who did Jesus struggle with the most, who were the, who were the, they looked good. They were in the, you know, temple, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they looked so religious. They, they, they tied and they were all, oh, we're just, yeah, we got the high place on our head and, and all that stuff. Well, I can just tell you that those of us who worship God, those of us who <clears throat> spend time with God, get, get it pretty easy that we start thinking we did that. <laughs> <laughs> completely my own doing huh? <laughs> yeah. however that looks and, and so i begin to not only share with people that are looking at me that this glass look i mean that this bowl looks pretty good on the outside but what's even worse is i begin to not allow satan to do his job when he stirs up that stuff inside of me i don't need to look good i need to decide what is being stirred up and and why did god allow this now, I'm not saying that, that God wants evil, but God does want you to pay attention to the check engine light in your brain, like going, something is not right with the way I'm feeling here. And one of the things that's clearly not right, and the biggest lie that he uncovers in the book of Job right here, I think, is that this is not going to work out for good. But if you listen to what God says about him in the fourth and fifth in six verses is so beautiful. It says, and he's talking to Job, but he's also telling you what he's going to do with Satan. He says, can you make a covenant with him? Will you take him as a servant forever? In other words, Satan is God's servant forever. And then he says, will you play with him like a bird? <laughs> will you chain him for your maidens? Well, you see at the end of the book of Revelations, if you think about it, what does God do? He chains Satan for his bride. Who's his bride? We are. He's, he's telling Job, look, I'm fixing to chain this guy for you, but it's going to be a few years. <laughs> and then the best is yet to come, because in the sixth verse, he says, shall your companions make a banquet of him? Okay. What is he saying? The wedding supper of the Lamb, if you go look at it in Revelation 19, what, what are we going to do? We are going to devour the flesh of those that hated God. You see, he's going to make a banquet out of Satan. It's just, it is what's going to happen. And so the lie that I cannot 
In other words, as I'm getting all concerned about what's happening in the country and all that stuff, I have lying to myself about who wins this deal. God has been in control. Yeah, stirring is going on. <laughs> I couldn't say that any clearer. Stirring is going on. However, there are two baskets of goodness in that stirring if we search for them, Bob. And how we respond to the stirring. That's where I've been having trouble. There's been a few things stirred recently, and 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 I have not responded appropriately to the stirring that's going on in my life. And because um, I didn't realize that the, there is two baskets of goodness in the stirring, <laughs> and I just saw it as stirring. And sometimes when you stir the mire, it has a foul smell, and you get a little whiff of that, and, and you don't realize that there's there's goodness available to me if I just seek counsel and figure it all out. Instead of just my reaction, instead of my response, you yeah. know. My one of my biggest biggest heartbreaks was when my middle daughter was seventeen. She fell in love with a guy. Wanted to drop out of school. She was in a Christian school, and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" It became obvious that they did need to get married, and she got pregnant very shortly thereafter. Which absolutely, I was like, "Oh," and then she divorced. She had no high school education. Now we got a little baby. Da, 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 da. But can I tell you? <laughs> oh, was that two baskets of goodness and then some? My granddaughter, Lila, have you not heard me talk about I me? Mean, this is one of the joys, the absolute joys of my life. And oh, what? My daughter, because of being a single mom, she got her college totally played for, went back, became a nurse. She's an operating nurse at Baptist Hospital, has her degree. All sorts of neat stuff that I see in her life. And, and then... Those two baskets of goodness in my granddaughter are more than unbelievable. Is like I can't even imagine my life without Lila. But at the time, you know, I thought, God, are you not paying attention here? <laughs> this stuff is is messing up bad. See, you just wasn't paying attention. Huh? <laughs> it's hard to have that vision though when things are. When oh yeah. You're, when you're what's the old saying? When you're up to your neck in alligators, it's hard to remember you came to drain the swamp. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> I hadn't heard that, Bob, but that, that's a Bobism right there. You can use that one. I actually got that somewhere else. That's not an original. <laughs> yeah, I think we're experiencing that um, <laughs> in so many different ways. So, yes. Yeah, so, I, as you know, I have really, really been thinking about how beautiful this is. And I hope you go read Job 41 and then see... Job's reaction after God gives him this whole explanation of Satan. And I want you to think about one other thing that he shares about Satan's eyes. And interestingly, he, he uses their eyelids, which is a sign for the star of the morning. Well, Satan is the star of the morning, okay? And there's a kind of light that's in Satan's eyes that is described here that is looking for the bad, right? But the kind of light that God puts in your eyes, because if you have bad light, your life is completely dark because you're out there looking for the bad. But if you're looking for God, you're going to look up. I think I've been guilty of looking for the bad and stuff lately, and, and I gotta, I gotta change that because there's goodness in everything. If we just uh, change our outlook just a tad. Thank you for having me here today, bro. Oh, I so really great to have you, Bob. As always, remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went, got it all done in 33 years. Look up while you're at it and look for something good. Find your baskets, man, this week. It's going to be fun. 
Thanks for listening to The Christian Car Guy Show. This is The Truth Network.